Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, survivors, to Survival Jaws, a podcast. I am your host, Jason A. Coombs, and this is your other host, I guess that way, Samantha Dawn sits alone. I was like, hi. Yeah, did you want to say it? I, sh- I should have let you say it. Say it. Say it's your okay. name. Say your name. Say your name. Thank you. <laughs> Samantha Dawn Tutsalo. Yes. And we're coming in hot in collaboration with Broadway World. We are. We are. And this is, what is this, episode 55, Samantha Dawn Tutsalo? Or am I wrong? I believe wrong. you're right. No, I believe you're correct. <laughs> 55. 55. Do you know that like stupid video that was going around and it was like years ago and they were like, Schwiggity Schwa, 55. Schwa'd you say? Schwantine teen. Okay. I know how to count all the way to 55. And I will tell you how to do it. Faster than you can say poop-de-poop-de-pints. Don't know, but <laughs> no, it sounds cute. <laughs> my cousins and I, shout out to my cousin Brittany, who I think listens. She'll laugh so hard if she listens. We used to laugh so hard about this stupid video, and it was like, 55. So happy episode 55. Happy episode 55. Shout out to Brittany. Here we go. Uh, temperature check. How you feeling? You know what? I'm in a fantastic mood today. And I don't know why. Nice. And I'm just, you look so yeah. pretty. Thank you. For those Jason. who can see her, she looks gorgeous. Today. I mean, you always Thank look gorgeous, you. but today, well, like, you look so You know radiant. what? Thank you so much. We do have our rough days when we record this, and I'm like, not looking great. I don't know. I'm just feeling mm. good. I'm just okay. feeling good. I did a little workout. I've been like working hard. I traveled a bit. I don't know. I'm feeling good. And my temperature check is, I'm feeling good. What is yours? I am feeling good that I'm in the room with you. You make me feel good, so. That is sweet. You're sweet. Um, And I do want to say something. Well, it's Halloween time. Let's talk about that really quick. Happy Halloween, right? Thank you so much. Happy Halloween. A couple days before. We're coming out on Halloween weekend. Okay, I don't want to give any spoilers, but here I go. I am. (laughs) Let's see if it happens. Shout out to Nzinga, our past guest. She and I are supposed to dress up as. Cher and Dion from Clueless. Okay. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Now I have ordered my costume and Zynga has still not confirmed if she's placed her order. So we'll see if I'm solo Cher in this yellow plaid schoolgirl outfit or if she will be Love with it. me. So we're just going to have to see what's going to happen. Um, I have my stuff coming and I'm returning it all to Amazon right after just letting you know, but I think it'll be fun. Um, Anyway, that'll be fun. So we're gonna see if it oh, happens. I was asking you a question. I was on mute. I was asking you. Yeah, I was like, break? I'm like, something's going on here, but I don't know if I should just keep it going. Is Jason okay? So that's have... the thing. Do I have to get a blonde wig? I mean, you don't have to, but isn't she but, blonde? But she is, and we're going to like a costume contest dinner. Oh, so so I bet you, if I you get the win. wig, we'll definitely win. All right, yeah. all right, all right. I'll get the wig. I'll get the wig. Get the wig, yeah. Nice. 
Jason, I just love Halloween so yeah, much. It's a fun time. Not not even for the dressing up, but I do love Halloween movies. So this past weekend, I was hanging out with my mom, and I was like, let's watch a Halloween movie. We usually go to Practical Magic. It's like my favorite movie of all time, not only at Halloween, Aww. all the time. And she was like, let's watch Witches of Eastwick. And I was like, oh, I've never seen it. She was mortified. She said, how are you, my daughter? And you've never Share, watched right? this. Yes. So it's like WB11 when I was a kid. WB11? <laughs> yeah, before it became the CW. That's how old we are. I was oh, WB11. My God. <laughs> I remember that. That's pretty funny. With the frog? Remember that frog? No, there's no frog. Oh, Snake. There was a frog on WB11. No. Oh, the frog. Film. I thought you were talking about the movie. I was like, no, there's no, no frog no. in the movie. Yes, I know the frog you're talking about in WB11. With the top hat. Yeah. Anyway, With really, the really top dating. Hat. <laughs> I remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, Witches of Eastwick was an excellent, excellent film. Jack Nicholson was so good in it. I wonder if he has gotten any Oscar nominations or anything for this. But it was great. It was it was nice to watch. It was really witchy, and it got me in the spirits. It got me nice. in my witchy mood. Yeah, I love Halloween. It's always like I love scary movies and I love the decorations. And I feel like I don't ever really dress up. Like last year I did Tom Cruise Risky Business just because it was like a just, just like a, a button-down shirt and underwear. <laughs> so I was like, oh, really easy. Um, but this year I actually got a costume too. I'm I am doing um us. I'm gonna do uh the the freaking people from us. Do you know the movie Us? Yes. The, the doppelgangers. So I got like a yes. red jumpsuit. <gasps> got me some gloves. I got me the scissors. I can't wait. Except I have nowhere to freaking really go. So here Scary. we go. <laughs> yeah, just so I can I go got five out into town. on it. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, I love your but, um, sweatshirt. Thank you. Um, I got this from a musician named Colton who had a film at the he had a music video at the film fest, and he's selling these. I put the link in the bio. He's a really great musician, and he's making these really nice t-shirts. I think part of it goes to like a charity, and he's always uplifting like black voices. So I wanted to wear it today. And Colton Harris, I believe his last name is, and I'll put it in our show notes. So yeah. Oh, Jason, it's so nice. I love that. It's cute. It's like a heart. It's a black sweatshirt with a nice big heart because you know we love everybody. I should have worn something Halloweenish, but. That Maybe looks like that looks like the Art of Kindness podcast would love that sweatshirt. Shout out to well. Robert Peter Paul. Yeah, like he always he's getting married in. <gasps> yeah, he's getting married he's in two weeks. He's getting married so soon. Yeah, oh, shout well, out to we, Rob. Yeah, we yes. love him. Before we jump over to our guest, I did want to say because I'm a huge Christina Aguilera fan, as if anybody who knows me knows, and it's the 20th anniversary of her album Stripped which was like, had like Dirty on there and Fighter and Beautiful, like all those really classic Oh my songs. God, Dirty. <laughs> 20 years, how can that be? Like, how could that be 20 years ago? So- Same um, way we know the frog has the top hat, that's how. <sighs> It's so weird, right? That feels like it was yesterday. Even the frog with the top hat feels feels a little bit longer than yesterday, but it doesn't feel like it was, you know, such a long time. Um, but yeah, so shout out to that. And wow, you know, I do know you love your Christina. She just released a video for Beautiful, like a, a new video that like um has like different people who were accepting themselves. That's what the song is about, right? Finding the beauty in yourself and and not you know, relying on other people to to make you feel good about yourself, you know, finding that inner beauty in yourself yeah. and whatnot. So the, the new video is really cute. And yeah, maybe we'll show a little bit of it here. And I am beautiful in every single way. Yes, words can bring me down. Oh, no. So don't you bring me down favorite songs yeah and, and the video was so groundbreaking because it was you know 20 years ago and it had like an lgbt like a, a gay couple kissing which was like controversial at the time and it had like a trans woman and it had like a black girl who was like having an eating disorder it was just really groundbreaking i feel like sometimes christina doesn't get the the respect that she deserves as a trailblazer and who was doing 
stuff at the time when it was like, you know, the George Bush conservative era. And she was like, right. for sexuality. And she was standing up for women's rights. She was all about women empowerment. What am I not supposed to have an opinion? Should I keep quiet just because I'm a woman? Call me a bitch because I speak what's on my mind. Guess it's easier for you to swallow if I sat and smile. When, you know, she was a feminist, when that word was like, not supposed to a be said. A swear word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a so, curse. A curse. <laughs> Not everybody's a feminist, me. right? <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about Evan. Yes, Jason. I'm so excited for everyone to listen to this episode today with Evan Alexander Smith, a.k.a. Evan Smith, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, we talk about this a lot, but I'm so grateful for grateful for this podcast because we meet so many amazing people that who knows if our paths would have ever crossed with Evan if it weren't for survival jobs. But Jason, you didn't end up ever going to Little Shop, huh? Anyway, I've been trying to see my friend Sarah. Shout out to Sarah. We've been trying to listen to the podcast. We've been trying to see Little Shop since January of last year when there was a blizzard and we could we couldn't go and then they wouldn't give us like I can't, like, they wouldn't like reimburse us and they were like we oh, gotta call in you gotta call in a day of a sh it's been a really crazy process and we tried like four times so if people who work at little shop if you can just like hook a brother up i already paid for the tickets listen i DM, mean listen help them out we're almost help, coming to the year month, guys it's it was supposed to be in january mid-january <laughs> it was an early birthday present for myself i spent 150 dollars on those tickets I just want to see my one of my favorite musicals. And I could have freaking saw Evan in it. I am laughing so many times over the past year. But anyway, yikes! I, mean, it's I digress. Yeah, yes. So um, Evan, Evan was in Little Shop of Horrors, which you did not get to see, but you would have, and you're going to. Now hopefully. he's going to get. Yeah, now he's going to be in the New York Theater Workshop production of Merrily We Roll Along. Yeah, with so former Survival Jobs guest Crystal Joy Brown. Like, yes. what an iconic cast! I know, and you'll hear all about it in the interview. Um, it really is an iconic cast. We make a little bit of jokes about. Why don't you take the bio? Sure. Um, do you want me to do the whole thing? No. Yeah. Yeah. I think for what? Halloween, what I think for Halloween, you get to do the whole bio. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> trick um, or treat. Trick or treat. That's your trick. <laughs> is it a trick or is it a treat? I feel like it's a That's treat to read his bio. That leaves Ooh, it up to you. Leaves it up to me. Okay. Right. Evan is a classically trained actor born and raised in the suburbs of Toronto, Canada. After graduating, he had the pleasure of performing in some of Canada's, well, in some of Canada's best commercial and regional theaters. In the fall of 2013, he moved to New York City. He considers himself very lucky to have had the opportunity to work with the incredible community of generous artists and creatives on Broadway, national tours, and in regional theaters across the country. And he loves pizza and dogs. Oh, I should have shown Same. him Ziggy. Oh, <laughs> I love pizza too. And I, love I like pizza dogs. And dogs. Jason, I was on mute when you did the bio and I started crying laughing because you said something and you said Broadway. <laughs> yes, you know I love saying it Broadway. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, guys. We love we Broadway. Good, we do love Broadway. <laughs> we even called Mr. Broadway in our episode today. Guys, we, we are yeah. so silly today, and this episode's so fun, and yeah, enjoy. Enjoy it. Enjoy Evan, y'all. Follow him. Support him. And if you're one of the lucky people who got tickets to Merrily, congratulations, Congrats. because they're sold out. <laughs> Congrats. Trick or treat. Happy Halloween. Awesome. Evan Alexander Smith, thank you for being on Survival Jobs, the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We're so excited to have you. And we were just talking a little bit about, you know, Crystal, um, our friend, and your castmate. So that's so cool that you listened to that episode and you're like super pumped to be here. Yeah. And no, I mean, I listened to that interview with Crystal probably uh, two weeks before we started rehearsals. So it was a great way to like get to know somebody in the, I don't know, I don't have any of their friends in the show yet, or I, I do now, but <laughs> yeah. before we started rehearsals. So it was nice to get to know somebody sort of virtually a little bit first. And you guys are so lovely. So. <laughs> oh my God, Jason, look at what we made, <laughs> like a get to know you thing also, as well as a talk show, as well as a podcast. <laughs> 
Um, also, that. Jason, I would like to thank you for using the whole name. Evan, is that, do you like going by Evan Alexander Smith or do you just go Evan Smith? What it's do you do? It's just Evan Smith. I, when I joined, <laughs> Sorry. In, no, I mean, people can call me whatever they want. When, when I joined Canadian equity, uh, like, gosh, 13 years, 14 years ago, whenever it was, um, there was another Evan Smith. And they, they said, like, on the spot, pick something right now. And just off the top mm -hmm. of my head, I threw my middle name in there. Um, I, I'm sure I could have gotten creative with initials and, like, changing the orders of things or picking something, like, totally wild. But, um, no, that, that's all it is. It was a union thing. You know <laughs> what? Yeah. That, I love it. And you want to know something about me, if we're going to talk? Please. I am Samantha Tutsalo. And when I got my equity card, there are no other Samantha Tutsalos. But I felt the need to put Samantha Dawn Tutsalo just to be an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> so my equity that. card is Samantha Dawn Tutsalo. So Jason <laughs> always does welcome me as that. Guys, I have something really important to say before we before we start talking survival jobs and all about Evan. Happy Halloween. And I want Yay. everyone to just take a look at this sweatshirt do you get it evan yes <laughs> thank you i don't know if it's coming through on the microphone but that is hearty applause and, and for <laughs> you people who are only listening i have a winterfred sanderson sweatshirt on that says dost thou comprehend <laughs> and i really felt the need okay enough about me and halloween and winterfred evan <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I know we were chatting a little bit before about Merrily. We, ro we roll along. Am I okay? Merrily, we roll along. But congratulations. This is huge. Thank you. How's it been going? Uh, it's been going incredibly right now. Uh, this is my first day off uh, since we started. Um, and my brain is, is like, uh, it's been through the blender, I think, this week. Just trying to get everything um, sort of fit in between my ears. Um, but it's, I mean so incredible being in that room with all of those like immensely immensely talented people um it's already just such a dream so uh, i i couldn't be more grateful who are your co-star yeah. chop chop it chop it in for us for those who don't know oh well if you don't know we have uh <laughs> lindsey mendez who's mm -hmm. like unbelievable um I, if, if for fans of the show, there's a song called Now You Know, um, which which closes act one. And she sang it for us yesterday. And I think the entire room, just all of us exploded, like internally combusted. She's incredible. Yes. Um, we have Jonathan Groff is playing Frank, um, who I understudy. And we have Daniel Radcliffe playing um, Charlie. Um, uh, Daniel, I don't know if anybody's heard of Daniel Radcliffe. He's, I was just going to ask oh, you, who is like, that? This is that only, movie? I think, his like second or third Broadway show. Um, yeah. so, yeah, he's a real wizard out of, here. Yeah, some kind of like Harry Potter. <laughs> that what yeah. was some, some flash in the pan? Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> People seem to know who he is. He said he's um, a real wizard, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> he's amazing. Um, the, the, I mean, the three of them are, are unbelievable. And then, um, you know, we have... It, it, un, sort of outstanding group of people around them um, as well. Katie Rose Clark as, as Beth and uh, Crystal as Gussie. Uh, it's, you know, an embarrassment of riches. And by the way, yourself included in that <laughs> mega talent pool. So oh, we cannot wait to run to see that. But I imagine before your success, you probably had some survival jobs, just an assumption. Um, so before we jump into the full fun interview, if you could describe what sur uh, what survival job means to you in one word, what what would you say? Oh, man, without using the word survival. Um, <laughs> um, bills. Um, <laughs> survival job. Um Bills is a word. good one. Bills yeah. is a good one. Yeah. Um, security, I guess, maybe. Or stability. Yeah, stability. Ooh, words. Good ones. I guess that's been yeah. three words now. I cheated, but. <laughs> no, I mean, that's part of it, right? Bills yeah. never end. So um, do you, thinking back on, on your journey from Canada to the United States and performing, do you have a survival job that you had that, like, that you think back on that positively impacted your career when that you really enjoyed? Yeah. I mean, like my favorite survival job is the one that I still do when I'm not acting now, which is um, I've been an audition reader for probably like every actor in New York city at this point. Yes. Um, and it, that feels like cheating because it's not, you know, waiting tables. And I did bartend for a hot second. Um, but uh, the, the one that I've been doing uh, basically since I moved to New York is, is uh, working as an audition reader. Um, and it's, 
I, I, it's like my second favorite job besides acting on stage. I really love it. Um, and it has been so instrumental for me as, as a performer. Um, yeah, it's the best. That's amazing. By the way, it's yeah. not cheating. Like it's still, that's why, that's why we love this show because we get to learn about so many different types of survival jobs, you know, yeah. taking you out of the like stereotypical, stereotypical, like I'm serving until 2am and I'm miserable and sad. Like you don't have to be sad in your survival. Yeah. Job. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it is probably the most important thing I've done as an actor outside of like continuing my training in a more formal way or um, any of the number of things that I'm sure we'll get to. Uh, it's just to get to watch again in the same way that I'm experiencing right now with Marilee, watching all of these incredible actors doing incredible work and even on the flip side, watching incredible actors come in with, you know, not having time to prepare and still seeing you know, how the kernel of an idea can um, become this, you know, beautiful thing over the course of, you know, three minutes in a room. Yeah. Um, and and in the way that it totally demystifies the whole audition process. I think like as actors, we are so used to sitting out in the hallway and like waiting for the door to open. And once you pass over that threshold, it's this scary place where you have 30 seconds or a minute or 10 minutes to, you know, uh, like, beg for a job which obviously is not something we should be doing but that's what it feels like we we build up this sort of um very intimidating experience of it in our head and i think being an audition reader just being in audition rooms with with casting directors and creative teams all day for so many years now it just helps you realize how normal everyone is how everybody is just doing a job how everybody in that room is rooting for you um and it makes the audition room a like not scary secret place. It's just a normal day workplace, which you know is something that I hope every actor gets to experience that that kind right. of comfortability. You know, You're plus right. it sounds. Oh, ben. No, we do it every time. No, I was just, I was just gonna say because it's also like you're getting kind of like a training in a way, right? Because you're getting to perform right you're getting to perform and then you're also in the room where it happens as cheesy as that may sound right so yeah. you're getting to meet the people who are creating these these projects as well and getting a, a personal kind of connection to them so it's like absolutely. a win-win all around absolutely it's i mean like i'll never forget we we were doing auditions for 1984 well, what was that you know five or six years ago and reed bernie picked me up out of my seat took me by the hand and brought me up and started act like just using me as a scene partner instead of you know the guy in the corner and it was this moment of just like i cannot believe this is happening right now and then um, you're and like yes and <laughs> yes and exactly and then you know those relationships like you were saying those relationships you build in the room with with casting directors and with creative teams you know it's not that i think anybody should be you know pursuing work as a reader to try to sort of get in through the side door or whatever but absolutely those those relationships can be super fruitful and i can trace merrily we roll along right back to to those reading jobs and the play that goes wrong wow. same thing so oh my god i love that yeah so listen everyone your survival job doesn't always have to suck <laughs> however do you have any shocking stories from a survival job that maybe wasn't so fulfilling and one that you like maybe a scary bartending story you know i've been I've, I've been so lucky i mean even i was a bartender for a month so i didn't really sort of pay my dues there it was i it was in toronto and my roommate had been working for that bar and it was super sketchy like they didn't have the money to pay for employees so oh, they could only <laughs> hire employees who were up to the age of 25 and they had to do it through an employment service um, so you would go in, you would have your interview and if they liked you, they would say, okay, now go talk to so-and-so at this, you know, Toronto employment service agency where you would be approved essentially by the government, um, for the government to hire you to work at this bar. Um, it was very strange, very, like very fishy. Um, but even there, I mean, it was fine. Like I had never bartended before and, um, and I, you know, just sort of jumped in on the deep end and then got my wisdom teeth out and when, uh, I recovered from that. Uh, I wow. had my first big job in Toronto, so I didn't have to go back, which was nice. Amazing. Um, I'm but also no, dead I, that you're like, they couldn't afford to have employees. 
it, it, it was truly insane. It was, it, uh, but like nice people, just very sketchy. Um, <laughs> I'm so dead. <laughs> I worked at Costco. I got fired from Costco when I was in college. That was an experience. Oh, why'd, you get, why'd you get fired from Costco? We um, need to know why. Too many samples on the, on the floor? <laughs> I wish. It was like lunch hour in there every day. Um, I, I was just, I was not, I was not a model employee and I had kept missing work at Costco to go and be an extra in movies, <laughs> um, which is very, uh, uh, a weird flex. Um, but I, I, I had a background agent when I was in college and it paid so much better. And it was mostly just me sitting around on chairs, like on the lot eating Oreos, which was like much better than going to work at Costco. Yeah. Um, and finally my, my manager <laughs> was not happy with that arrangement anymore. Um, and he said, you have to stop calling out the day of. And I didn't do that, and um, and I was sent packing. And I have a really you know, a long story about the day that it happened. Uh, it involves me dressing up in a suit to get fired. Um, I want to hear it. Well, <laughs> we, we also had a policy at cost. I worked, so I was I was a cashier sometimes, but I was also one of the lot boys. So I would go around collecting carts in the like dead of oh God, summer. That sounds so awful. I mean, it was fine if like the managers <laughs> were good, but this one manager. Um, you, you were supposed to wear a collared shirt, like a polo shirt, anywhere you worked in the store. And nobody enforced it for the guys who worked outside because it was like 100 degrees and you were pushing carts all day. Um, and so uh, on a lunch break that day, he'd already had, you know, he was already upset with me for the aforementioned reasons. Um, but he said, you have to go home and change on your one 30 minute break. I need you to put on a collared shirt. And I said, I don't oh, think no, that no, that no, sounds no. reasonable. Um, and he said, go your your break starts now and get get in uh get walking so i went home and i put on like the nicest suit i had at that point which was you know whatever i wore to prom and uh <laughs> came back like fully fully dressed in in a suit and um literally did not i got maybe five feet into the door clocked in uh and he said come with me close the door behind him uh and what you know, a jerk for making you go all the way he knew what he he knew the end goal and he made you go put on a suit it's it very was, jim halpert of you though i mean <laughs> it made for a good story which is you know i guess what all of these jobs are for hopefully in some sense so <laughs> i hate this manager what a i don't think he stayed very long after that i went back and visited over the holidays and he was no longer there so i love that you went back and visited the costco you got fired <laughs> they like, had you know, they, costco Costco in Canada has the best poutine. Nobody tells you this, but when you visit uh, Canada, I, ugh, I mean, it's the, it's what I grew up on. Um, you yes. can go to like any of the number of very fancy poutine places, but nobody tops Costco. You just have to know this. Um, like, so. do you get it frozen? And then what? Like, how are you getting it? At like the, at the, I don't know. Have you like been to how? like a Costco? Like, you yes. have a Costco. So you know how they yes. have like the hot dogs and like the pizza in America. Yes. We have the hot dogs, the pizza, and the poutine. Poutine. Um, so I just was at a Canadian wedding, and the late night snack was poutine. No way. We had yes. poutine at our wedding in the cocktail hour. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Love that. That sounds like a We're, good idea. Yeah, yeah, it's very important. Jason, let's take a trip. Oh my. Yeah. Wait. What part of Canada are you from? I'm from Is just outside of Toronto, uh, a suburb called oh. Mississauga. Oh, fun. Amazing. I haven't yeah. been to Toronto since I was like 10 years old. I do love Montreal, though. Oh, Montreal is the best. It's like Montreal and old Quebec City. You get these like beautiful tastes of what Europe old feels Quebec like. Quebec is beautiful. Yeah. 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 Okay. Group trip to Canada to eat poutine <laughs> in old Quebec. We'll get some bagels. Maybe a JFK. Exactly. So, so, Evan, I was looking over your resume, you know, I was doing my research as a good host, and I saw that, you know, you've been in the play that goes wrong, Dirty Dancing, Amazing Grace, Little Shop, which I have a whole story about Little Shop, I'll tell you after, um, Ragtime, Amazing Grace, and we have an endless long list of pretty amazing uh, projects you've been a part of. Oh, Do you have a favorite one so far? I mean, it's I, like, how do you pick? Like, they're all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, depending on who's listening, whatever the show that we did together is, was my favorite. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, look, like the Toxic Avenger was my first big show out of college. It was um, the Canadian production of that show after it had been running off Broadway for a little bit. And we had the whole sort of New York creative team. And it was my first sort of um foray into like what commercial theater was like um in canada we don't have like a ton of um original casts of um 
like replica Broadway productions. We used to have a lot more of that. Like mm-hmm. there was the long running Phantom production there. Um, and like Joseph was there for a minute. Um, but a lot of the time what we, you know, as I was coming up, um, what we had mostly was tours. Um, and so there weren't a lot of people who got the, to experience, you know, being in the original company of, of, a, of a Canadian production of a Broadway show like Les Mis or, or um, Miss Saigon. Those were the shows that yeah. were Canadian cast when I was growing up. Um, <clears throat> so it, it, it was really cool to have that experience and to get to work with people from New York and to understand what like um, the caliber of professionalism that was expected of you was. I was 21, so I was a baby. Um, and I was working with like the best in the business um, and playing the lead role in like the most physically vocally demanding role I've ever played. Um, so it was a lot to learn all at once. And I just came out of that with like this incredible sort of like understanding of, of how to um, of work ethic and how to pace myself. And, um, and I learned from the incredible people around me how to treat other artists, um, you know, so it was, it was just full of incredible lessons. And because it was my first big show, it'll always be sort of the most special, I think, for me. But then, you know, yeah. like Amazing Grace was my Broadway debut, which I mean, is I, some of the most special memories of my life doing that show, the play that goes wrong, being on tour, hearing thousands and thousands of people just losing their minds with laughter every night. Um, bringing that kind of comedy to like all over the country. I mean, like just gifts all over the place. I hope you had a chance. I I hope, I hope you had a chance to give yourself a pat on the back. Cause I feel like, you know, we don't often do that. You know, we don't have to often take the experience in and and our accomplishments in as we should. So hearing you talk about that and how proud you sound, I hope you really pat yourself on the back. Oh, thanks. I mean, I think like the, the pandemic for all of us was, or is, I mean, as it's still happening, it, it has been yeah. a huge chance to opportunity to reflect and to, um, I think like the, the biggest thing that I carry forward with me from the past two years is, is that sense of gratitude because we all sort of understood what it meant to not get to do the thing we love for so long and to wonder if it was ever coming back. And, right. um, God, yeah. so, you know, that those, those two years where we were all unemployed in the theater where there was you know massive kind of introspection and, and reflection. For sure. Did you like being on tour? Yeah. I mean, it was, that show is so exhausting for the actors on stage. It's, you know, like two and a half hours of like slapstick comedy. So I think we were all kind of like, just like trying to keep our bodies um, working for, um, for a year, but yeah, I loved it. I mean, I, uh, I love, exploring new cities. So I would spend all day sort of walking around, going to museums um, and being a tourist. Like I really love traveling. Um, So like that aspect of it was incredible. I mean, touring is tough. Like you you, being in a, in a different hotel room every couple of weeks and being away from my wife and, um, and, you know, not having the comforts of home is always difficult, but to to get to do it on that show is you know like you couldn't have asked for for a better thing to 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 be occupied with when you have to be away so totally so we we did talk a little bit already about how exciting it is to be in merrily with all these people but i want to talk a little bit more about that and and what it's like to be in this sondheim show like after his passing is there something different about that um, and like a second part of this question is what's that transition been like from Little Shop to this production? Those are yeah. very different, I would imagine. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. It's I we had our big meet and greet that first day in the theater um at, at New York Theater Workshop and uh Mary uh, sorry, Maria Friedman, our, our director, um took us through the sort of journey of the show um, because it, it began, it originally began as a student production at the Central School in London um, before it became uh, a show that they did at the Menier Chocolate Factory and then the West End. Uh, and that production, people can see online. So it's it's had this oh, wow. this long, um, I think that was in 2012. So it's, it's had, you know, a, this 10-year lifespan. Um, and listening to sort of, what it has meant to Maria and to the team that has been working on it all this time was incredible. But also we had um, Stephen Sondheim's partner um, there that day talking about um, 
what a special show it was for, for him amazing. and for George Firth and for all their friends. He, he talked about, and I don't know if this is, uh, if I should be sharing this because it, it was a special moment, but um, he talked about how there was uh, the, um, sorry, I, I'm trying to remember all the details so I don't misspeak. Um, the princes would have this party um, every Christmas. And, um, you know, it, he, he talked about how Stephen would bring him and it was this sort of who's who of, of people in the industry, um, very super fancy people. And every year without fail, they would all um, clamor around the piano in the other room, all, you know, 50 or 100 of them, they would all pack in tight. And Jason Robert Brown would sit down at the piano and everybody there would sing Mary Libby Roll Along from the first number to the end. Um, it was a tradition for them. It was an incredibly special show for them. Um, and to be part of that legacy now um, is just so special and meaningful. Um, and uh, I still kind of don't know how I wandered into this room. Um, I feel very lucky, but um, yeah. And it's a very different show from Little Shop. I mean, it was you yeah. know, coming, coming from um <laughs> the, the being you know completely fed to a plant um you know eight shows <laughs> a week um it, yeah it, it, it's just a very different thing i mean and little shop was also you know an incredible legacy to get to be a part of to like totally howard ashman's legacy and to get to perform for alan menken and um you know it's just like I That's feel so like Broadway. It, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was literally going to come off mute and say, as Jason and I say, that is so Broadway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how, how else to, to describe it. You know, just to say that I'm, it, it just feels like I, I, I'm just so lucky to, to have been able to do these, these two shows over these past year and a half. Um, sure. I, yeah. I, I, I again, I, I pinch myself every day. You know, we've that. only been speaking with you for 22 minutes and your energy and your vibe, you are, I don't know you at all. And I'm just like, you're not so lucky. Like you deserve this. Like you seem so nice and genuine and humble. Like, oh, thanks. You are yeah. right where you're supposed to be. And so I'm now, like, I don't even know you. <laughs> it's the Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> <laughs> Canadians are the best. <laughs> We gotta make a big um, run soon, all of us. But I think yeah, like the well. the bridge between Little Shop and Merrily was, or I guess it's not a bridge necessarily between, but a common sort of shared experience between those two shows is having these shows that we um, have been lucky to have these sort of um, stars come in and join. You know, Little Shop, we had Jeremy Jordan and Conrad Ricamora, Skylar Aston, Rob McClure, Lena Hall, and uh, Tammy Blanchard. Christian Borle. I'm now this is just the name drop show. Um the but name drop show. <laughs> the thing is you it it's such a such a gift to be able to learn from those people, not yeah. just from like acting on stage with them and and watching them work and but like watching the way they they treat other people, watching the way they approach the work themselves, watching like the their work ethic. It's like across the board just lovely lovely people and it it shows you the importance of especially when you're playing you know seymour um how important it is when you're the lead of a show to also sort of lead the company whether or not that is the the job you're being hired for watching all of these people really step up and um and lead the group um you know the, the audrey's the seymour's the orans you know really like incredible people role models you know love that well speaking of role models, leading companies, and all these amazing people you've gotten to work with. Do you have a dream collaboration or dream role that you would love that's like on your list? Like, I'm going to play there if I'm going to work with this person one day. <laughs> I've been space when you said that. I like, know. <laughs> I mean, um, like, getting to do a Sondheim show is like, I think, like, bucket list for everybody. I always totally. like the, the role that right. I used to always say is George and Sunday in the Park. Um, it's always been like, the thing that, um, yeah, but I don't know. I, again, it's like, I just want to do good work with good people, um, who, you know, are good to be around. Um, you know, and Preach. that, that, that's, I guess the goal. I mean, I feel like the, like the stock answer used to be like, I want to do the new show that hasn't been written yet. Um, and, uh, <laughs> we've gotten that a couple of times. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a totally valid response. I don't want to mock yeah. those people, but, um, yeah, no, I mean, I, it's, I, I just want to keep being in, in shows with, with lovely people doing good work, you know? Um, 
but George. That revival wasn't not that recent, so there could be another one. I mean, if, I feel like there should like there. We have the Stratford Festival in Canada, so there's kind of like always a Shakespeare happening at any given time in in the Toronto area. I just feel like there should always be a Sondheim show running in New York. Mm. Um, Agreed. So like we had, you know, yes. we we had Company, and now we'll have Sweeney, um, and who knows what the future of Merrily will be. Um, but oh, you know, no. there should I don't think there should ever be a time where there's not a Sondheim on Broadway. So <laughs> you know what? We'll we'll let Broadway know that you yeah. said that, and we'll make sure it happens. Yeah, put in a letter. We heard it here for some Broadway world. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Broadway. (laughs) Oh, my God. Evan, you're so kind and nice. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, We have, of course. I know, everyone, listeners, we were chatting before, and I was like, Evan, I'm so sorry. I was so annoying on Instagram. I've been DMing him like an annoying psychopath Not for at all. like weeks. I'm like, do you have availability this week? <laughs> I was I was on a cruise ship when when we first started chatting, and I had I had email, or I had internet access for like one day, and it was we were in Port Canaveral in Florida, and it was the day before the hurricane hit. Um, oh, so no. like reception was really bad, and I wanted any. Anyways, it was a whole mess trying to get in touch, but I'm glad we we finally were able we to. We made it. We're yeah. here. We're yeah, here. Look at us. Yeah. Look at us. Look at that Paul Rudd meme. Look at us. Oh, gosh. Um, okay. So this is one of my favorite questions. We rotate it in and out on the show. Perhaps you've heard it. So if you could, we always like to bring it back to survival jobs in one way or another. So if you had to work your least favorite survival job, so that's maybe Costco or the bar that couldn't afford to your hire suit. bartenders. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Costco in your suit. Costco in the suit. <laughs> if you had to do one of those jobs for the next 10 years to come out of that and have your dream artistic life, whatever that means to you, everything you just described, George, every day, eight shows a week, would you do that? It's a good question. Because I will say, first of all, Costco was a great job besides that one day. <laughs> Lovely people to work for. Please don't sue me, Costco. By the um, way, to all the Kimberly Akimbo fans, Aunt Deborah loves Costco as well. It's a, I mean, I, I like shopping at Costco. I most of the time enjoyed working at Costco. So I feel bad like qualifying it as like a bad place to work. Um, would I, hmm, repeat the question one more time. I want to make sure I've, I've carefully sure. considered this. If you had to go back to your least favorite survival job, and now, by the way, that means it's your least favorite, not that the place is a bad place to work. Okay. If you had to go back to your least favorite survival job for the next 10 years, but when you came out of those 10 years, you, in the snap of a finger, will get your dream artistic life for the rest of your life, whatever that means to you, would you do it? I'm tainted because I heard julie's response to this which was so great um i i i don't think i would i think like i i kind of i I think it was julie that said this i agree that so much of like the journey is the most important thing and like what i think is my dream sort of artistic creative life now um will probably massively shift in 10 years and what that dream job is is influenced by all the experiences i have um, along the way. So I wouldn't, I think, want to be stuck somewhere that, um, that where I wasn't feeling artistically fulfilled or having new experiences, um, because those new experiences, I think are what make us valuable as actors or, um, or, or give us perspective. Um, so I'd rather have, you know, uh, 10 years of, of other bad jobs or, um, uh, and, and, and learn what, you know, the path is as I take it, I guess. You guys, he would even give up that poutine every single day. <laughs> I had a coworker once tell me that I was going to get heart disease if I kept eating it every day at lunch. What? So, um, so maybe You're I You're like, to. hey, mind your business, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was very nice, but um, <laughs> but she was not she was not a, a Costco poutine fan, I guess. I don't know. She was not I'm a Costco <laughs> Well, again, wow. thank you so much. This is amazing. Yeah. You answered, you did, a, you gave a great answer. And thank you. Shout out to Julie for the inspo. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For the inspo in so many ways. Just the, the best. She's the truth. 
Yeah. We, 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 we stand, Julie. <laughs> we stand everybody. We're like everybody we fall in love with on this show that we we, get to. we do. We do. Okay, so like we told you, Jason, do you want to introduce the game? Um, yeah. So this is why I asked you 14 times just to make sure you were from Canada because <laughs> we thought we'd play a game of name that Canadian. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna um, ask you a question. Is somewhere true or false, and some are not, and you'll just tell us if that person is Canadian or not. Oh, no. sure. Okay. So I hope you know your um your peeps. Oh, I'm so <laughs> nervous. This is, kind, this is kind of one of my favorite games. Like I just hear like a talk show. I was like, name that Canadian. <laughs> okay. You want to take the first? Okay. Sure. Are you ready? I think so. This famous Canadian starred in and co-created the iconic show Schitt's Creek with his famous actor father. Who Dan is Levy. this Canadian? Dan Levy. Excellent. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Killing it already. <laughs> okay. Um, this knocked up in Pineapple Express actor from Canada. Guy started as a stand-up comedic. Comedic? Some stand-up comedian in Vancouver. Seth Rogen. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Killing it. Okay, true or false? Both the Notebook stars Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams were born in Canada. True. My high school girlfriend's dad taught Ryan uh, taught Ryan Gosling in high school in Hamilton, um, which is a, another it's a city outside of Toronto. And Rachel oh McAdams gosh. went to York, which is oh a, my gosh, a, a theater school in Toronto. Wow, no stump in oven. <laughs> right? Dang. I'm here. I'm here to win. I think okay. so. <laughs> Give me something hard. <laughs> um, which powerhouse actress who was a nine-year veteran of Grey's Anatomy was born in Canada? This is my blind spot. I don't watch Grey's. Okay, oh. I just started. So Samantha I watches was... every day. So. <laughs> No, I've taken a break, but I would highly recommend. I know it's not going to help you in the game, but that's a sidebar. I feel like I need to phone a friend, like with Conrad or my wife or somebody. Um, I, <laughs> I lose. I, I don't know. You, we can give you a hint. Oh wait, Sandra O. Oh. oh wow! Wow! Congrats! Thank you. Wow! Congrats. How did you get? How did you? How did you get? Pulled that? it out of the air. Into my head. I don't know what the what the what the line of thought was. Wow, just, good job. I swear I didn't Google. You would hear the typing. This person <laughs> guys, he didn't. I'm, I'm keeping close <laughs> eyes on him. Yeah. There's a bonus, Samantha. Do okay. You take the bonus? Yes. Is there an answer? Okay. I know it. Yep. <laughs> okay. This is the bonus. Name this Canadian. This Degrassi actor and singer is from Canada. Drake? Yes. <laughs> he went, wow. Congrats. Congratulations. 150%. You got 150%. Um, when, when I was in high school, I went to a restaurant called Jack Astor's, um, which is like a, you know, it's like a, a, a fun, punny bar and grill um, in Mississauga. And I was on a date and um, Drake, I think his name, uh, he was known as Miles Aubrey at the time, was uh, on a date the table next to us and i remember thinking, oh, that degrassi guy that's wheels um <laughs> you, so you, you my, basically were connection. on a double date yeah i was i you was tell double people date with drake. like two truths and a lie i was on a double date with drake because it's not completely a lie no no i feel like it would it, it, i'm missing out on like a huge level of street cred by not using that in everyday conversations <laughs> like for icebreaker games like getting to know you in your next show like two truths and a lie i think that's what you should do Hopefully they didn't listen to this episode, or hopefully they did. You know, I hope they did. We're such a hit. Yes. Uh, what does he win, Samantha? An invitation to the survival <laughs> survival job season three launch party. Hey. Whenever that, that may is. be, <laughs> but that will be your golden ticket. Amazing. I'm so excited. We'll send a paperless yes. post. Yay. Leave <laughs> a treat. Thank oh you so much. This was so much fun. Thank you guys. Yes. It was so much fun. This was great. Evan, before you, you go, would, would you mind sharing where people can find you? Social media, website, all that good stuff? Yeah. I'll, I'll, um, I'll leave right now. 
Oh, great. Um, <laughs> so on Instagram and Twitter, I'm at I am Evan Smith. Um, my website is www.evanalexandersmith.com. Um, and I'm on TikTok, but like I mostly just scroll for dog content <laughs> and like cooking videos. Um, content, but it's, yes. Yeah, I mean, that's that's me. I don't post anything. So, but if you want to follow me there in the hopes that I will one day, it's at I am Evan Smith, just like Instagram yes. and Twitter. Can you let everybody know where they can see you in Merrily? Yes, please come and see me. Well, okay, look. The, the sad part of the story is the show is sold out, but it's also the good part of the story. Um, so uh, if, if you're able to, we have um, lottery tickets available um, on, I think it's Today Ticks or Cheap Tick. Anyways, there there are lottery tickets available. Um, otherwise, yeah, we're, we're at New York Theater Workshop on East 4th Street um, through uh, the middle of January. Yes. yes. And yeah. if you're so just tuning already. in, I know. <laughs> like, didn't it happen in 10 minutes? Something didn't, didn't it like sell out? Oh, like, yeah, something like, like that. I saw, yeah, I think it was 10 minutes. And I, I'm pretty sure somebody on Reddit had said that there were like 300,000 people in line trying to get tickets. And that seems a little outrageous to me. But, you know, it was, yeah, they, they overloaded the thing. It, the, the, the website crashed. It was there was yeah we, we're, we're very lucky right. that so many people are so excited to see the show um and it's i hope yeah yeah it's a hit it's a hit it's a because right that, right that wizard i don't know that wizard probably has something yeah. else yeah, maybe. That, wizard. <laughs> <laughs> that really made me laugh uh, and, and if you guys are tuning in to survival jobs for the first time because you're an evan fan and you don't know us follow us on instagram and twitter at survival jobs pod on Facebook, we are Survival Jobs, a podcast. Shoot us an email at survivaljobspod at gmail.com. Follow me at Sammy Toots. And that is my boy, Jason A. <laughs> Thank you so much, Evan. This is fun. Evan, you're the truth. You, we, we love this. Thank you so much. Thank you. Break Thank all you. of your legs in the show. Thank you. I'm yeah. You have great hair too, by the way. Thanks. It's, it's doing. It's, it's really hot in this office, so it's doing. It's doing like a nice swoop right now by, yeah. by no effort of we my own. We love making the swoop. Swoop and <laughs> swoop Thank you. Thank you. It's great talking to you. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.